Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. Before I go any further, I want to apologize to one of my listeners, Roy. In the last episode, I said that their pronouns were he and him, and I said that a lot as I was reading the review that they had posted up for us. Uh, however, I uh, assumed you should never assume pronouns. You should always ask, and I just assumed because, you know, Roy, that's my bad. That's my fault. Roy's pronouns are actually she and her. And so I am very, very apologetic for uh, not taking the time out to ask you that, Roy. And I pray that she forgives me. Well, I already talked to her. I know she forgave me, but still. It's important for me to make sure that I let y'all know that I care about your pronouns and that I am a full supporter. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the best ally I can be. And if that doesn't matter to folks like you, then probably don't want to fuck with this show. I'm new enough that I won't miss you. Unless you leave a review saying he, you know, actually, if you leave a review and it's a one-star review and you say, I'm leaving a one-star review because he said he cares about pronouns, that would be the best fucking review I've ever gotten in my entire life. I would take that gladly. I would literally screenshot that shit. But anyway, sorry about that, Roy. Check her out on, um, let me tell you something, bitch podcast, which again on Twitter is let me bitch bitch. It's a great name. Anyhow, in the last episode, uh, Tommy popped up like how this nigga. So apparently, and this is such a long, long shot that when I even thought about it, I was like, that don't work. Inside the pantry of Michaela's house, she has a calendar with an address book or an ad or, or or an area to write in at the bottom of the calendar and it's attached to the inside of the pantry. And while Tommy was standing in the pantry when he and Michaela were having the fuck session on her table and Joe came home, so she shoved him into the closet and he was stripping down butt naked because Tommy is fucking stupid. Because if, you know, I hear that the woman that I'm creeping with, I hear her husband uh, at the door and she's frantically trying to get him out the house. The one thing I'm not going to do is strip down. I'm not fighting somebody butt naked. I've tried that before. It's awkward. Don't ask questions. Anyhow. 
while he's stripping down butt naked in this closet, in this pantry, and I don't think they ever indicated, let me go back and check. It doesn't indicate what I was looking for, which is I, I'm, I, I bought a house and the folks who had the house before I got the house were bougie bitches. So the pantry has like this frosted glass door that you can see through. It's really fetch. Um, everybody's like, ooh, look at that pantry. And we're like, eh, all right. But it doesn't indicate whether she had a frosted glass pantry. And I really doubt that she did, which means he'll stand there in the dark getting undressed like Superman in reverse. Um, and then he saw the calendar on her door and remembered that shit. Like, what kind of a stalker? Did he take a picture with his phone? Did he write it down? Like, Smokey told Felicia, write it down, take a picture. I don't give a fuck. What did he do? I'm deadly serious and I'm deadly curious. Anyways, 916-633-1537. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com is the email address. Leave a review of Podchaser. If you're going to leave a one-star review, remember, just... If it's for that, if it is because I care about folks' pronouns, thank you. Somebody once told me that they didn't like me because I was a Christian. I was a fake Christian. Because I was a Christian, but I cared about people, which was a diss, but it really wasn't. Still wear that as a badge of honor. Anyhow, chapter nine. Annalise Channing. Considering we had such a terrific time on Friday. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't even tell you what happened. So anyway, Tommy. <laughs> my bad. Tommy somehow found his way to, well, in his defense, the nigga called. He did call. She just wasn't answering the phone because she was like, oh, we're on vacation. I'm not answering the phone because I told Annalise to hang up her phone. And Tommy was probably like, I'm outside. I'm naked. I'm going to ring the doorbell with my 10-inch dick. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. <laughs> okay, I'm going to grow up. But that nigga somehow got into the house because they were in the back of the house of the pool. We don't know if there's a side gate or whatever. But this nigga walked around and got into the house and came in. And, and Annalise and Michaela were at the, the house uh, with Blakely. And Anthony, Blakely, what the fuck? Blakely and Anthony, and in the pool, about to get their love on. Like, actually, uh, Annalise and Anthony were on one side of the pool, and Michaela and Blakely had just started kissing when they heard Tommy say, what the fuck? And then it all fell apart. Don't know how that nigga got in, but now he's been arrested. And chances are down the line, he's going to go back and tell Joe what he saw, and that's how the shit's going to fall apart on that side. Anyhow, chapter nine. Annalise Channing. Considering we had such a terrific time on Friday, Saturday definitely went to shit. Now we were on our final day and all I wanted was to have some type of fun before we had to return to Texas. I can't believe we missed all the action last night, Tara laughed. Tommy was bolder than a motherfucker to fly way out here and show up like that. Something is wrong with him. Yeah, that shit is strange, Michaela, Nina agreed. Strange is not the word I came up with, I said, still salty about our ruined night. That nigga really tried it. Then had the nerve to attack our company like that when he was the fucking uninvited guest. 
the nerve of that fool. Michaela, I don't know what you plan to do about him, but I hope you dump his ass after he pulled this last stunt. Rolling her eyes upward and smirking as her cell rang, Michaela held it in her hand and stared down at her without saying a word. Nina was the first one to speak up after the caller's second attempt to reach Michaela. Is that your little boy toy calling you collect? She asked with a laugh. Shut up, Nina, Michaela hissed and left the room to answer the phone in private. Yep, that's him, I clowned as she vanished down the hallway. If she knows what's good for her, she'll let him go. If he came all the way out here unannounced and uninvited after already being warned about dropping by her home the same way, who knows how far he'll go. Shit, you are so right, Lisey. Coming all the way out to California was already crossing the line of insanity. I wish I would have been here when he brought his ass over. I would have let him have it. Crash people's weekend and shit. Who the fuck does that? Tara asked. I warned Michaela about fucking with Tommy after he showed up at her house on Friday. Can you imagine what would have happened if Joe had caught that man in their house? I asked. I sure can. Joe would have thrown her butt out and fought for custody of their kids, Nina said. Yeah, she better think twice about continuing this relationship. I'd hate for her to lose her family because of some fling, I added. I'd hardly call it a fling, Annalise. The dude knows where she lives. He knew where to find her this weekend. You don't share no information like that with somebody you having to fling with, Tara enlightened. I didn't share it with them, Michaela added as she walked in on our conversation. And I don't appreciate the three of you talking about me like I wasn't in the next damn room. Yeah, I could tell she was angry, but she needed to understand that we were coming from a good place. We loved and cared about her, so we wanted nothing but the best for her. She needed to know that she was making a costly mistake with Tommy's young ass. Sorry we were talking behind your back, but anything that was said without you in the room could be said in front of you, I confess honestly. Right. All we were saying is that you really need to think about continuing this relationship with that young dude after these two stunts he done pulled. He's one bold motherfucker if you ask me, Tara huffed. Well, like I done told y'all several times, I didn't tell him where I was. He had to have seen my travel plans on the bulletin board and found out where I was going to be staying. That's creepy, Nina said. Very, Tara co-signed. So... Was he calling for you to bail him out of jail? I asked. Well, he can't see the judge until tomorrow. The only way he can get out on bail is if I bail him out or drop the charges. And we know that's not going to happen, I scoffed. Waiting for Michaela to say something was like watching paint dry, and then she still didn't say shit. Instead, she stood there quietly looking really uncomfortable as she rocked back and forth. Uh, you aren't going to bail him out, are you? I asked. Of course not. We're supposed to be leaving first thing in the morning and he doesn't see the judge until tomorrow. Uh, why do I feel like you're keeping something from us? Tara asked as she eyed her sister suspiciously. Well, I'm, uh, spit it out, Michaela, Tara said impatiently. I'm on my way to the police station, she said. What? Why? I asked. To drop the charges, she responded. 
Wait a minute. Hold the hell up. Why are you doing that? Nina asks. What do you mean? I can't just leave him out here, she protested. Why the hell not? Tara asked. Nobody asked him to bring his ass all the way out here and start some shit. He shouldn't have been acting a damn fool. He just... He just wanted to surprise me. Well, he definitely did that. Tell him he surprised me too, I barked. I understand that, but I can't just leave him out here knowing that he came here for me. He only came here to surprise me because he loves me. I can't be mad at him for that. I'm going to go drop the charges and I'll be back soon, Michaela said. I don't agree with you about that, Tara said as she folded her arms across her chest. You made that very clear, sis. That fool came out here knowing that you were having a girl's trip. What part of that did he think he would fit into? He's not a chick. We didn't bring our men with us. Now how the hell do you think anything about Tommy showing up yesterday was okay? It wasn't okay. And it's fine that you have your opinion on the situation. You don't even have to agree with me or anything that I'm about to do, sis. But I'm going to need you to respect my decision and leave it alone, Michaela warned as she grabbed her purse. He's charged with trespassing and disturbing the peace. How are you going to get them to drop those charges? Well, I can tell him that he wasn't trespassing. But he was, I countered. Well, I'm going to say he wasn't, Michaela said through clenched teeth. What about the disturbing the peace charge? Well, if he gets charged with disturbing the peace, Anthony and Blakely should get charged also. They were all out there acting a damn fool, she reminded us like she was becoming bothered. Uh-uh, Tara said. Don't do that. You know darn well that your little boy toy came here on some other shit. If he hadn't kicked that man in the pool, none of this shit would have jumped off. Anyway. I'll be back, Michaela huffed, cutting her sister off. I'm wasting precious time arguing when all I want to do is enjoy our last day here. Please tell me that he ain't coming back here, I gasped, knowing that my BFF hadn't completely lost her damn mind. I wouldn't dare invite him here knowing how you all feel about him. Once I get the police to release him, he's just going to head back home. And then what? Nina asked. And then I'll come back here so we can do something for the rest of the day, she said. Like I said, I just want to enjoy our last day and have some fun. I mean, what about after we get home, Tara asked. I don't know. I guess I have to figure that out, Michaela shrugged. In any case, this is my life, Tara. I just can't believe you're doing this, Tara snapped angrily. Well, I am. I'll see y'all when I get back, Michaela said as she walked out the house. Can you believe that shit? Tara asked. You know she's only digging a bigger hole for herself, right? I, I know, but she's a grown woman. We have to let her figure it out on her own and be there for her, I said. She doesn't need us berating her. She needs our support. Just so you know, I fixed that on purpose because the line actually says she doesn't need us berating us. She needs our support. Berating us by us. Boo-boo. <laughs> I'm a grub tomorrow. She's my sister. I can't let her figure it out on her own, and I can't support bullshit.
Especially with how close she came to losing everything before she even left for this damn vacation. All the more reason for her to figure this thing out on her own, Nina agreed. We have no control over how Michaela lives her life, Tara. We have to let her make her own mistakes. Even if it means she's in jeopardy of losing her family? She won't lose her family, I tried to reason. Joe loves Michaela. Hmm. Joe loves a faithful Michaela. If he finds out that she's been carrying on behind his back with that young thug, he may not feel the same way, Tara enlightened. That's the second time that ain't used enlightened in this chapter. Joe ain't going nowhere, I scoffed as I waved her off with my hand. <laughs> I don't put nothing past a man who's been hurt, Tara replied. Enough about that. We're supposed to be here to have fun. I think we should go over to that spa and get pampered, Nina suggested. I'm with that, I agreed. So the three of us got ready to head down the road for some pampering at the spa stars, which we spotted the day before. I was definitely looking forward to it, especially after the way things panned out. By the time we made it back to the Airbnb a few hours later, Michaela still wasn't back, nor had she called. Feeling concerned, I doubt her cell. Please don't start, Lisey. I was just about to call you, I swear, Michaela pleaded as soon as we were connected. It took three hours for you to call me? I asked with Tara and Nina all in my face trying to find out what was going on. It took two to get him out and another one to get him a hotel room. He can't get a flight out. The rest of what Michaela was saying sounded like blah, 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 so I ignored her and told her to check in with us later. Hanging up after being fed up with trying to tell my best friend anything about how foul she was moving, I shook my head in disappointment. She don't want to listen, huh? Nina questioned. No, she's hard-headed. Tara scoffed. She sure is, and I'm positive she's not coming back here tonight. We might as well pack her shit up and take it to the airport in the morning, because now that Michaela's held up in some hotel with that fool Tommy, she's not coming to get it, I confessed with a heavy sigh. You don't think so? Tara asked. No, and I'll wait until the morning to get her stuff together. Right now, all I need is a drink. Tara and Nina agreed and then joined me in a round of shots. On the third round, my cell started ringing. Assuming it was Michaela checking in, I answered without checking the screen. You need me to get you from the airport in the morning? Gavin asked. Yeah, that'll be nice, I answered and gave my flight information. Having no idea why he was trying to be so caring, I decided to roll with it. After seeing the mess Michaela had gotten herself into, I thought twice about losing my husband. I may not have been happy, but I definitely wasn't unhappy enough to call it quits. Not after investing 10 years of my life into our marriage. And not without the dough I needed either. Let me make sure I got this straight, because I, I just want to break this down real quick in my head. She ain't got no fucking kids. She got her own money. This nigga's the only nigga that she's ever had sex with because he's the one who was there when her mama, I'm, I'm going to refrain from putting the drug of choice into her name. Like that's a part of her name because we damn sure don't do that with white folks and opium or heroin or fentanyl. I'm going to start doing that. Watch. But anyways. He was there when her mom got shot up at the uh, at that liquor store. 
Even though Tracy was there too, we still ain't heard from Tracy since. So this is the only dude she's ever been with. So I could see how she'd be like, yo, I wonder what it's like on the other side of the fence. Because this nigga obviously never had it and never worked to improve it. So then she'd be, uh, no, that can't be because Zacchaeus had over heels for his dick. Like, how does this work? If I'm this nigga and I'm laying it down on Zakia, like ninth level dick game, my wife's got to be getting at least an eight. They can't both be complaining and neither one of them want to be in the mood. If neither of you are in the mood, one of you's in the mood at some point. I mean, there's got to be a point in time where she's like, yo, I'm interested. And she was like, when I get like that, I, I get myself off. And he's just like, she's cold and, and distant. He ain't even trying. They're not even trying with each other. Like, this is literally a loveless marriage. Bitch, get out. Get out. You got money. I know you don't want to go back to Portland. I get that. I understand that. But you should go back to Portland. At the very least, to sell your fucking house on your own and get that money and go wherever you want to go. But what's happening right now is that it seems like you've lost out on your relation or on your 20s. Being married to this older man who already has himself in mind of being the successful lawyer. So you had to play the role of a successful lawyer's wife, I guess. Get out. Set yourself free. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Set me free. Why don't you, baby? Get out my life. Why don't you, baby? Because you don't really love me. You just keep me hanging on. Chapter 10. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I almost forgot to mention. You know how I know that Tara's the voice of reason? Also, Tara, the earth. She's old earth. She's like the mother in this situation. Ooh, that's deep, right? The reason why I know that Tara is the... uh voice of reason in every single situation that they've been in so far is because they keep saying that she enlightened. She enlightened them. She enlightened us. <sighs> Starting to get on my nerves with all that enlightenment. But, you know, it is what it is. They're not going to see what you're seeing, Tara. It's just going to fall apart. I know it's going to fall apart because... Um, Annalise said, it's not like Joe's going to leave her, which means Joe's going to leave her. Anyways, chapter 10, Gavin Channing. Since Annalise and I were both arriving back in Houston in the morning, and my car was already at the airport in extended parking, I thought we could ride back home together. Surprised that she agreed, put a smile on my face. What? Surprised that she agreed, put a smile on my face. Damn. You stay on the damn phone, huh? Zakia walked in with an attitude right as I hung up with Annalise. And what or who got you grinning like that? Nothing. It was just, please don't give me that shit about it being business, Gavin, because that was not no business type happy smile, she insisted, putting me in an awkward place. Here you go. Stop being like that, Zakia. Let's spend our last night together in peace, I suggested, taking her into my arms. 
Why you even gotta leave? She pouted and kissed my lips. Every time you leave, it makes me feel like the damn side chick. Is that your nice way of saying that you're going to miss me, Zakia? You know I am, because I'm going to be in this big old house by myself. You'll have the kids to keep you busy, I laughed and reminded Zakia that Day Linda and Day Sean were coming back home the following day because the schools had an in-service day. Yeah, but it's not the same, and besides, the kids love when you're here too, she smiled and held me close. As our bodies separated, I looked down at her. Zakia immediately busted out giggling. Moving her braids out of her face, she smiled widely. What's so funny? I questioned now, grinning myself. When you look at me like that. Like what? I asked. Like you looking at my soul and shit. That's so fucking deep, it scares me. She admitted and gave me a quick hug. You gotta stop making me fall in love with you like this when you keep leaving me to go back to your wife. Every time Zakia referred to Annalise as my wife, it reminded me that she was also her sister. It always put a lump in my throat and a slug in my stomach. The only way that I was able to shake the fucked up feeling was to make love to Zakia. That took my mind and body to an indescribable place that I never wanted to leave. She not only made me feel young again, but she made me feel wanted. Something Annalise hadn't done in months. After satisfying Zakia all night, I woke up at 4 a.m. exhausted. Barely able to climb out of bed, I struggled to shower, dress, and get out the house without her harassing me about some last-minute sex. Shit, I didn't think I could get my dick hard if I had 10 stripper chicks lined up to suck it. I was tired and all I wanted to do was board my flight so I could at least get a couple hours of sleep. I'll be back soon, I told her before prying myself out of her arms at the door. Promise? I promise, baby. I'll be back before you even get a chance to miss me. I doubt it, babe. She giggled as I ran outside and hopped in the rental. Rushing all the way to the airport, I turned in the car, made my flight on time, got in some sleep, and was still able to beat Annalise to the terminal to pick her up in my own ride. She was outside with her girls when I pulled up. Using the lever beneath the steering wheel, I popped the trunk and got out to grab my wife's luggage. While Nina and Tara greeted me with smiles, Michaela was shielding herself for some reason. Ignoring her weird ass, I slid Annalisa's suitcase inside the trunk and slammed it shut. Turning to wave goodbye to my wife's homegirls, I caught Michaela with her head turned. That was when I got a glimpse of some red marks on her neck. That confused the hell out of me because if it was a girl's trip and Joe hadn't gone, how'd she get him? As soon as I got in the car, I started questioning Annalise about it. What was that shit all over Michaela's neck? Now you ain't seen me all weekend and the only thing you can ask is about some shit to do with my friend, my wife fussed. Nah, not like that, baby, but damn, it looked like somebody been sucking on her neck or somebody tried to choke her out, I said, giving my opinion. Stop. She had an allergic reaction to the neck pillow that she used on the plane. She's already feeling sensitive about it, so I'm glad you didn't say shit to her about it. Annalise said with a forced smile. Allergic reaction to a neck pillow? That was an odd excuse that I totally didn't buy, but rather than continue to fester on it, I decided to leave it alone and enjoy the ride. I like your new haircut. It looks good on you, Annalise complimented. That shit threw me for a loop, 
but I went ahead and thanked her while hoping that she didn't ask who did it. I damn sure couldn't tell her that her sister hooked me up. You got plans for today? She continued, causing me to become suspicious. For some reason, Annalise was being extra nice to me, and that sent my antenna straight upward. She even asked how my case was going, which definitely was a first because she ain't never cared before. Not wanting to create an unnecessary rift, I bypassed the uneasy feeling that I had and went ahead and answered her questions. Before I realized it, we were actually chatting about normal shit. Engaging in decent conversation with my wife was refreshing. It was even more exciting when we got back to the house and she wanted some dick. Boy, oh boy, was I ready. Too bad my dick wasn't because it wouldn't rise for shit. Talk about being embarrassed. At 31, I shouldn't have any trouble getting my dick up, especially for my wife. This shit was crazy, and Annalise thought so too. She didn't hold back one bit when she started talking shit about it either. Had me feeling more insecure than I already was. All this time, we ain't done shit. I thought you'd be anxious to get some. I know I am. Annalise laughed and pointed down at my limp stick. It was a sad fucking sight, too. Obviously, I was wrong because even though you say you miss me, your little man is saying something totally different. Covering up, I shook my head and apologized again. Using every excuse in the book as to why I couldn't get it up was only making it worse. The more I opened my mouth, the more Annalise clowned me. Taking all the insults she shot my way, I got up, got dressed, and took my ass to the office. It was my day off, but home was the last place I wanted to be, and from the look on Annalise's face, she felt the same way. What's up with you, Gavin? Pascal, the new young intern, questioned as he dapped me up in the lobby of the building. As we caught the elevator upstairs to the law firm, Pascal asked me what was on my mind. It shows all over your face, bruh. Like that? I asked, trying to decide if I wanted to confide in him about my problems or not. Since all of my associates in Texas were mainly stuffy-ass white men, I have very few friends of color. Pascal was one of them that I considered closer to most. Coming from the hood like myself, he was educated and never judgmental outside of work. Gesturing Pascal to my office, I closed him in and told him all about what I had going on. By the time I was finished, this guy's mouth was hung open. Wow, I never paid you for the play type, man. You kept that shit hidden like a motherfucker, he whispered and cracked up while trying to pound my fist with his. Your wife and your wife's sister, too? Hush, and don't ever repeat that shit, bruh, I warned, checking the door to make sure it was closed. This shit got me shook and I gotta do something about it. I love both of them, but I don't want to ask for a divorce without at least trying to make it work. Fucked up shit is I don't know if that's what Annalise wants. But she said she was cool when she got back from her trip. Maybe she's trying to fix your marriage, Pascal suggested. Then again, you probably fucked that up when you couldn't get it up. Yeah, he was straight clowning me, but the shit was funny. So funny I had to laugh too. Seriously, dude, if I would have been fucking all weekend like you said you and that chick Zakia was, my dick wouldn't have been able to rise either. My shit would have been straight exhausted, he cracked, but he was right. And with him bringing that to my attention, I was a bit more relieved about the embarrassment that I was once feeling. Annalise couldn't see things that way because she was unaware of my cheating and there was no way that I could tell her no shit like that. 
Instead, I went home that night and tried to make up with her. Only she wasn't going for it. It was like I had turned Annalise off to the point where she didn't even want to be bothered with me. My feelings were hurt, but I wasn't about to cry over it. I just took my ass outside and smoked a damn new port out the pack that I stashed in the backyard. That was how bad she had my nerves, and it only got worse when I made it back inside just in time to eavesdrop on her conversation with Tara. They just happened to be talking about how Michaela was being a hoe in California. Made me wonder if Annalise had been out there whoring too. Whoring. Birds of a feather certainly flocked together, and something had to have had set a fire on my wife while she was gone because she came back up hornier than she had been in months. Something was definitely up, and I had heard enough. So, that's what was up in California, I asked, interrupting my wife's conversation. Annalise was so frazzled that she jumped off the bed and started stuttering. What? Huh? You don't even know what you're talking about, Gavin. Busting in here, ear hustling, getting half the story, and correcting your own assumptions. For one thing, I didn't bust up in my own room. I walked up in this shit, and as far as what I heard, I know what I heard. I told her and started packing the bag. There was no way that I wanted to be in the room with her. Even if I had to get a hotel room, I was out of here. Run far, far, far away, Annalise smirked, apparently not giving a damn that I was leaving. Be safe, and I'll see you when you get back. Ain't this a bitch, I huffed, becoming more upset than I was before. Was this woman serious? Shaking my head, I snatched up my bag and drove my car right back to the airport and bought my ticket on the way. Having so many points with Southwest Airlines, I didn't have to spend a dime to go and get me something from Zakia. No, this time I was flying for free, and free was just what I felt when the plane rose in the air and I was far away from Annalise. It ain't that much love in the world to be going through this shit, I huffed and closed my eyes. When I reopened them, we were already landing in Portland. My rental was waiting when I got to the Hertz counter. Without giving Zakia a heads up about returning so soon, I drove right on over and surprised her. Oh, and boy was this chick surprised. She was so happy that she was jumping in my arms when I got there. You miss me that much? I laughed. Yeah. That and I can't get my car started, she teased. I really have to pick the kids up and get some groceries. They get out in 20 minutes. It wasn't the greeting I was searching for, but it was better than staying in Texas to listen to my wife lie and talk shit. Nah, I was good where I was. At least for the moment, anyway. I just don't get it. This nigga's just... His contempt at his wife possibly cheating while he's definitely cheating. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I can't wrap my mind around it. I'm going to fill y'all in on a little private information about me. When I was growing up, shit happened that really changed the views of the way that I look at a marriage and a relationship. That was that was abuse and there was other stuff and and and. And yeah, so I started looking at cheating as the end all be all of a relationship, like lying and cheating. That's why in my life, the two things that I can't handle are the three things, lying, disloyalty and cheating. But if I was cheating, 
I think I'd be a little bit more generous towards my wife possibly cheating. I think. I don't know. Again, never actually delved that way, but... Like, nigga, why do you care? If neither of y'all are happy together, be happy separate. I just told her to get a divorce. I'm going to tell you to do the same thing. You've literally had her locked down her entire life. Let her go. Go get with her younger sister. You nasty bastard. Use a punk bitch for that, too. Like, seriously. Like, fucking her younger sister after her younger sister whooped her ass in front of you. Damn, I can't wait to hear him have to explain that shit. Because that's going to happen. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Leave a review of Podchaser. Um, and just, you know, groove with us. Groove with me. I really appreciate y'all listening. I really do. It means a lot to me. I'm really enjoying reading this book. Um, It don't get much more ratchet than this. At least I think. I'm sure I'm going to find something that's just going to blow my mind next. But yeah, we are currently 59% of the way through this book. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this feat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,